everyone. Welcome to Made to Dream. I'm your host, Maya Chanel, and here we share stories from women around the world to inspire and encourage girls and women to dream without limitation. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Ms. Safa Arias, and she is an intuitive healer and life coach, and I'm so excited to hear her story and just learn so much about her because I have been learning learning, learning about so many women, and I am excited to hear her story. So hi, how are you doing today, Safa? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm awesome. I'm awesome. Um, I want to give you, give you the floor um, to introduce yourself to the audience a little bit, tell them a little bit about yourself and what you do. Great. So my name is Safa. I am an intuitive healer as well as a women's health and wellness life coach and a yoga teacher. And I guess we could add the name podcaster as well. <laughs> so I kind of wear a lot of hats, right? But my true like soul calling is to help women to really step into their full potential and power mm -hmm. and embody who they truly are at their heart. So it's a bit of a long winded story, but I'll try to keep it short for you because I know we don't have a lot of time. Listen, this when people ask me, I, mine's as long winded as well. So just tell everything you do because one name does not define us. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, well, absolutely. And that's kind of part of the story and why I like the the way I refer to myself. You know, like that's why I like the words that I've chosen to say, hey, this is who I am and what I can do for you. So mm -hmm. it starts like years and years back growing up. I really chose subconsciously to empower certain stories in my life with a lot of meaning and power. And along those lines, because of how I had perceived the world around me through those stories, I developed an eating disorder, which there's so much that goes into that. But a big part of that is when you put so much value in something as external, right? Even though it's still your own body, but it's still outside of yourself. Mm -hmm. and, and a lot of that is just, it goes so much into the psychology of how we just kind of give our power away so easily. But so mm -hmm. when you do that, you've got very little time, very little emotional, mental, or energetic quotient to develop and devote to yourself. So it's very rare that someone that goes through that fully, truly knows who they are until they kind of have gone through what I call the Kali phase. Now, the reason I call it that is I'm also <laughs> a yoga teacher, as you heard, and I mm -hmm. love, I love stories. And I love mythology and I love all of the goddesses and I love all of the myths from India. So Kali to me is one mm -hmm. of the most powerful goddesses and she essentially is the destroyer. But the reason why is she comes in and she essentially does away with anything that is no longer actually bringing fruit or bearing food or being creative, unearths it and allows that, that to be renewed and something new can then come in and grow and be um, life bringing. So that's why I say mm -hmm. that this is a Kali phase. So we all have several different Kali phases in our lives. It could be that we're coming out of a really terrible relationship, a toxic ambiance at work or with a person or something else, or it could be that we are just in one of those periods of our lives where we've gone through year after year of hardship and it happens and it's mm -hmm. not pleasant always, but it is always transformative, I will say. So um, mm -hmm. this here started with my own Kali phase as I stepped onto my yoga mat for the very first time inadvertently, putting myself in a situation where um, I would be very self-introspective. I didn't do it because of that. I did it because I wanted to lose weight, right? In the process of mm -hmm. seeking that state, 
I came across this yoga studio, started to find a connection to self and started to ask questions, started to really ponder what it was about the way in which I was leading my life that kind of had taken me to that point and why and where I had lost all of my power and where I had even forgotten who I was and what that meant, even in terms of the relationships that I had in my life at that point, because it's so much when you don't know or understand or value or know who you are or love yourself, it's very Mm -hmm. difficult to sustain relationships in a healthy manner. So it just became a conglomeration of all of those things. And so out of that comes this desire to help, which started as my yoga teaching. And then as most of us do, when we see someone in our lives who we perceive as healthy, we become curious. So my students became curious to know what I was eating and how I was nourishing my body. But I didn't have a formal education in terms of nutrition. So I didn't feel qualified to speak about it. So I decided, and I didn't want to create the same wounds in others that I had had in myself. I wasn't going to be one of those people who just said, oh, if you just eat vegan all the time, you'll be fine. If you just go on a, you know, on a cleanse, you're going to be great. Like <laughs> I didn't want to do those things. They're so harmful. Right. So I went and I got um, my nutrition degree. And I started my company, Nourishing Paths, which at the time, the intention was that it was going to be to help women to change their relationship to food and self. That was like the mission statement. And I loved it. And it was great. And I started taking on clients and it was all very exciting. But as I started taking on clients, they slowly started demanding more of me, not through like any fault of their own or not very consciously, but we started working together and things started coming to the surface. And I started to notice my intuition more deeply and could tell from words or could tell from energy or could tell from interaction with clients that other things and other aspects of their lives were needing attention. So I knew at that point, I already knew that I needed to make a change in my business and start moving out of just one aspect um, and expand. And that's where the whole intuitive healing sort of came into play. Now, the reason why I focus on women, I do get that question a lot is because I feel very called to the sacred feminine and I honor that space within myself and when others a lot. Now I do realize and I acknowledge and I'm not bypassing this at all that a lot of men go through the same struggles in terms of they also have um, issues with their bodies and they can't connect to self or they don't know quite how to heal their core wounds. I get that. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to how the human sort of collective psyche of the female has been used and abused for centuries, <laughs> you know, I think that there's more weight in that sense. And there's a lot more responsibility, I feel, as a healer to focus on that aspect of things at this moment. So whether you're a female, identify as female or just feminine, that's kind of what I focus on and the reason for it. Um, so that's kind of the very, very compressed story, the very compressed <laughs> version of how I got to be where I am and a little bit about why I use the words that I use when describing what I do with my clients. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll tell you right now, you've already got in because the listeners probably already know by now when I get to talking about health and fitness it really like drives me and motivates me um, the same way um, women empowerment does for me and I know that you spoke about how you know the woman's psyche I think mm-hmm. that is a huge topic just because as women 
we're trying to reverse years and years mm -hmm. and years of what society has told us the way that we should think or the way yeah. that we should be or the way that we should move in our life. So I think that is a huge topic to talk it's about. Enormous. And there's so much nuance to it. And there's so many little points that we can get into. But to me, there's something that I talk about a lot, even in my own podcast and with my clients and students and everything in it. It's something I call core wounding. So a core wound is something that happens when we are very, very young, that leaves an impression in our hearts, our souls, our minds, you know, I was trying to find a more like all encompassing, but our whole selves, right? That's what I was looking for. And it doesn't necessarily have to be something huge in, in terms of how our adult mind perceives the hugeness of things. Because when you're little, even the smallest of things can feel like a big trauma. You know, mm -hmm. so it just, it just has an impact for you. It doesn't matter if it was something that our adult minds think it was little. So um, mm -hmm. the core wound then leads the ego to, to want to protect us. The ego is a protector. It's not harmful. Mm -hmm. It's not there to be evil. It's, I think it gets a bad rap because of how we <laughs> use the word itself, but ego itself is there to protect us. And the way in which it does that is by telling stories. So ego tells really magnificent stories, but they're stories. Mm -hmm. They're not based on reality. They're based on ego's perception of what has just happened according to what ego thinks the world should be like in order for you to be safe. So when you're young and there's an occurrence and you have now developed a core wound, a trauma, mm -hmm your ego tells a story around that core wound and it tells you sort of what filter to look through at the world around you from that point on. And that's where stories come in. You heard me talk about stories right. at the beginning of, of, of our talk. So to me, that's kind of what it is. I'll use myself as an example, just so that we can kind of get something more visual in our minds. So when uh -huh. I was younger, I heard a lot about my weight. I heard a lot that I was chunky. I heard a lot, all of these things. Mm -hmm. And it made me feel very ostracized so my ego created the story that I wasn't good enough and I wasn't worthy of love right mm -hmm. and that core wound to me it stayed and whenever anything would happen in my life I would use my ego would use that as an example of up oh, you see you're not worthy I told you because <laughs> this that and the other and right. it's, again, it's not an evil thing. It's just the way that the ego was trying to protect me. But we do tend to believe that our stories are sort of set in stone and we believe them. Now, when it comes to the global female psyche, I think a lot of our core wounding and a lot of the stories we've been sold or a lot of the things that we've been carrying on our collective shoulders is mm -hmm. this idea that we have to be good, that we have to be good little girls, that we have to be sort of in our place, that we have to mm -hmm. be small and delicate and meek and um, almost subservient, you know? Mm -hmm. So that affects us on so many different levels. This need for us to constantly be shrinking down, to be quieter, to be smaller, to like fit into smaller bodies, spaces, 
you know, the way in which we speak, all of these things are put upon us in terms of that was a core wound that got created ages and ages ago as we moved out of the honoring of the dualities, the sacred masculine and the sacred feminine. We moved out of more matriarchal-based societies and we moved into much more of the patriarchy and a lot of these collective wounds come from the rigidity of the opposite side of what would be the sacred masculine which when you look at it is actually beautiful the problem is when it goes into aggravation it just becomes aggressive and it has all of these sharp points to it and they're very painful and they just kind of go and attack and attack and attack and it's been an attack upon us where we've been taken out of divinity out of sacredness we've been taken out of empowerment to me the female the feminine is so awe-inspiring that it's almost Mm -hmm. like looking at the ocean in terms of it takes your breath away because of how powerful it is and Mm -hmm. in that strength yet it's fluid you know, mm-hmm. and it is capacious, it's got space for so much, and it mm-hmm. has the capacity to come and go. But it is, you know, like if anybody has spent any time at sea, they'll tell you, you do not take the ocean for granted. I mean, you respect mm-hmm. the hell out of the ocean. It's the same no, with the female, the feminine. <laughs> it's the same. So to me, that's, I cannot be in awe of the feminine. I just can't. So, and that I think is something that we've lost. I don't think we spend enough mm-hmm. time in awe of ourselves. I don't think we spend enough time in honor of ourselves either. You know, we don't spend enough mm-hmm. time coming together in a tribal way to support one I another, totally to love one another. That. Yeah, to empower each Definitely. other. And that's where I think it, the core wound is. Yeah. Definitely. I feel like as women, we have to first uplift each other and support each other and empower empower each other if we're going to reach any type of, you know, power in our space and our femininity and all those things and above. And I think it's really important you said a mouthful where, you know, we're trained a certain way. We're trained to think a certain way. And I've told a lot of women that I've had conversations with on, on this show you know, I don't know who created the rule book for women, but we need to have a, a conversation. <laughs> because honestly, who said that you can't be a woman and you can't be delicate, but you also can't, you know, be rough and play sports. You can do both. Like there's no definitive answer of what it is, you know, to be a woman or you know, just, just lay back, you know, don't break a nail, you know, oh my God, God forbid, God forbid you start sweating. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, Mm -hmm. just different things like that. So it's like, we have to change the narrative and start, you know, acknowledging that there's so much more to women. We have to recognize our own power. Mm -hmm. We have to recognize that our beauty is not defined by a social measure. Mm-hmm. There's so many things that, you know, we can go on and on and on, but like, <laughs> there's a lot of things like that have occurred in the past or have been set in place in the past that we are trying to break in this generation to be able to reach that female equality. Because it's not to say that, you know, you can't be in your bag and be a boss, but also be very prissy as well. Like mm-hmm. it's, you know, it, it can coincide. It can coexist. 
Yeah. And it kind of goes back to the idea of the ego too, because ego likes boxes. It likes to box things up. It likes things linear. It likes things in their quote unquote place. So mm-hmm. it pretends that there is this distinction between things and it, it just isn't the way that things work. Everything in the universe exists in terms of dualities, everything. Right. And it doesn't mean one is better than the other. It just means it's the mm-hmm. other side of the coin. So that's the first thing. And then the other thing that came up for me as you were talking was the, also that I love that. Yes, we need to be there for each other first and foremost in order to actually make a difference. But I think the reason we struggle with that, one of the reasons, there's many, but one of the main reasons we struggle with that is because we still haven't figured out or we haven't remembered that we have to put ourselves first, Mm -hmm. second, and third. Like we Mm -hmm. still think it is a selfish act to love ourselves so deeply that we come first before our significant others, before our families, before our children. Mm -hmm. And it sounds still to the mind selfish, but it isn't because let me tell you as someone who's actually experienced this and and had to have come through several different relationships Mm -hmm. because of that, if you do not put yourself first, second, mm-hmm. and last, you're going to find yourself settling. You're not mm-hmm. going to remember what your true core values are. You're going to forget your mm-hmm. worth. And then you're going to find yourself also bypassing all of your needs, bypassing all that it is that you actually need in your life. There's going to be no boundary setting. There's going to be no true intuition because you're going to keep quelling it down and shutting it up. There's going to be so much lack of all of that that's internally a part of who we are as the Mm -hmm. feminine. So it's that it's, we got to remember a couple of things. We got to remember we are the ultimate expression of the universe embodied. And Mm -hmm. we matter beyond belief, beyond measure. We are worth everything. And so we have to act and treat ourselves as such. Then I think once that's in place, it's so much easier to look at another person, another female, and feel that connection and that awe Mm -hmm. of, hey, I'm a lioness here, so are you. I can see it, I can empower you, let's build a tribe together, let's be a sisterhood, you know, Mm -hmm. and sustain each other and uplift each other really is what it comes Mm -hmm. down to. But the the journey has to start internal as with most things. Yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. you you can't give love or know what love is unless you deeply are in love with yourself, essentially. Because it's like, Mm -hmm. if you sit here like, okay, you can sit here and not know how to get yourself together and then you're getting into a relationship and you're like, wow, like, you know, this is not really working, but I'm going to stay in it anyway because I think this might be the true version of love, but I don't really know. It's like those questions there, that uncertainty comes from within. You have to start with yourself. And then Mm -hmm. um, with women bringing unity, I don't know where... Um, it's not with all women, but like there's this sense of competition that still, society yes, has brought like upon us. <laughs> right. It's it's brought it upon us and it's like, you know, either it's a competition for a loved one or we're always in competition and it's like, listen, we everybody there's there's somebody for everyone. You know, if it's not meant for you, then just like go find yours and, yes. you know, but we don't have to sit here and fight over everything. We're not in competition. We're here to uplift each other and just 
empower each other and just motivate each other mm-hmm. and to be an inspiration. Mm-hmm. There is enough for everyone. That's a lesson that it has taken me a little bit to learn, but it, it really, there is, you know, and I think as entrepreneurs, sometimes we freak out a little bit because we see, you know, I don't know, just to use as an example, like we're, we inhabit the same space, you know, you're like, oh, but mm-hmm. so does the same thing I do. And then what is that? Right. Like, I I can't support her. She's my competition. It's not like that though. Like Mm -hmm. each one of you has a unique spark, Mm -hmm. a unique light, a unique message that's going to resonate for specific people, but you're still Mm -hmm. doing the collective work of healing. That's fantastic. And trust me, there is enough for everybody. There just is, but never be afraid of, of holding anybody else up and uplifting mm-hmm. them and sharing because that was another right. thing it's funny I actually was in conversation with one of my teachers about that the other day because to me within the yoga community I've seen it most prevalently in terms of like we've learned these lessons as to how to be yoga teachers and how to actually be able to make at least a little bit of a living doing it because trust me it's not easy and right people when I first started I would go up to people and ask them and I got so many brush like brush downs like oh no I don't know like I just felt like what is this coveted secret that nobody Mm -hmm. wants to share with me and why I felt Mm -hmm. so left out and so ostracized and we still do that to each other and it's so unnecessary Mm -hmm. and then the other part of that too is speaking to like being in relationship with anybody I think we also need to step away from the idea that the one is still a person who's external because it's not. Mm-hmm. You are the one. You have to be the one. Because if you yes, don't, that person again, has to match you. Yes. Well, if you don't come first, second, and last, then you invalidate yourself, and then you find yourself, like you said, in a situation mm-hmm. where, like, well, you're in a relationship that is no longer serving you, but you're gonna stay because mm-hmm. either the expectation is that you know, I'll use myself as an example, as I just went through a divorce like two years ago, um, and mm-hmm. and the expectation was that I had to stay unless it was something barbaric you know going on which right. I was like what if it just isn't serving either one of us anymore and we just need right. to like, and the invalidation of that can be really scary but it was mm-hmm. achievable and attainable because I knew my worth mm-hmm. and I knew that I was the love of my life you know so mm-hmm. that's what I mean is if you know yourself to be the true love of your life then you know you've got full permission to ask for what you need to mm-hmm. be like the priority and then to say yeah. enough when the time comes, if the time comes to say enough or to hold mm-hmm. space and say, hey, I want to actually work on this, figure this out, whatever, without settling and without mm-hmm. putting yourself at the bottom of the totem pole, so to speak. Mm-hmm. No, seriously. And then I love what you said about, you know, just finding yourself to be able to know what type of relationship she needs to be in Mm -hmm. because in an essence you know you find yourself you start to know okay I don't think I want that in a person or I don't think that's really going to work for me I don't think we can necessarily grow together because we don't see the same visions they're not leveled they're not equal so Mm -hmm. it's like I know there's a lot of people out there that you know they get together young and then they continue to go on and then one of them is just comfortable in a certain position but the other person uh-huh. still is like trying to go up like 16 <laughs> flights of stairs uh-huh. and you know it's like okay like are you gonna come or no and he's like no I'm just gonna stay here yep. so it's like there's you have to find out what you want for yourself uh-huh. to know who it is that's going to match you because I promise you like if you continuously try to mold yourself to fit someone else 
is not going to work. Yep. Ever. Or try to fix. Don't do that either. I see this so much in the feminine community. Mm -hmm. We always trying to fix. Oh my it, God. Why are we such fixers? <laughs> I honestly, Who told us to I do that? Don't, I don't know, but we believe it so wholeheartedly that we constantly though, you know, like how many times I've heard the, Oh, but you don't see what I see in this person. Oh, it's okay. They'll change. They'll change for me. It's unique for me. And I'm like, mm, okay. I don't think so. Possibly. But like, is there a possibility that you're just compromising your own values because mm -hmm. you've got this idea that you are not the love of your life? They are, mm -hmm. you know, and it's, it, it really does change the dynamic once you actually are able to do that. It just changes oh, everything. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, you cannot change people. People have to change themselves. And if they're not changing and you are, like if you're growing, like you said, that's why I was pointing to myself because I was like, oh my God, that's my story. Because like <laughs> if you're growing and developing and flowing and doing all of that stuff, the other person's staying, mm -hmm. you can't drag them. Right. I'm just going to leave that dead weight right there because... <laughs> I can't like this. It's too much to lug around. I can't sit here and mold myself and try to mold you at the same time. It's no. not going to work. Mm -hmm. You know, just it's like horrible. the same way, the same way that they tell you when, you know, you're on the plane, like don't help anyone until you've helped yourself put the yeah. oxygen on. You can't sit here and, you know, try to help someone else who does not want to be helped. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. No, 100%. And it be, and also to imagine how horrible, I mean, for the other person to kind of have to carry that burden for you, you know, mm -hmm. like, why would I expect all of my happiness to come from you? That's right. just not, that's selfish. Um, that, <laughs> that is, that is, that true is a true word right there, because you can't expect anyone else to make you happy. You can't expect a relationship to make you happy. You can't expect material things to mm -hmm. make you happy. You have to make yourself happy. I don't care if you have to show your example of true love by taking yourself out on dates by yourself. Yes. I, I've even done that myself because I wanted to sit here and say, you know what? I don't have to go out with people to have a good time or enjoy mm -hmm. myself or love the things I do. I used to go to the movies by myself just because. Yeah. I would go out to eat by myself just because. Because I wanted to feel like, you know what? Even though I love hanging around people, I want to know that I don't need them in order to enjoy things. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And that's one of the things that I work on with my clients, actually. So it's really nice that you said that because I, I will give them the homework or the task of romancing themselves. I'm like, you got to woo yourself the same way you would woo someone you like. You know, right. Let me with surprise yourself. myself with a new pair of shoes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, flirt with yourself. Make yourself feel a little bit, you know. Um, right. and also too, you want to take yourself home at the end of the night, then yes. <laughs> I'm like, let me practice all five love languages on myself. Yeah, there you go. Uh -huh. That's definitely me. So <laughs> let me know, um, if you had to put one thing on the billboard, what would it be? Oh gosh. I don't know. That's actually a really interesting question. If I had to put one thing on a billboard, what would it be? Hmm. Stop externalizing your worth. Love it. Love it. Mm -hmm. 
Um, I think that's really important because like we look at these images, especially, you know, I love to talk a lot about how social media has like shaped our lives now. Mm -hmm. And oh yeah, it's so hard to try to get to people to reverse that. You know, you sit here and you think, you know, I'm doing things like too late, like I'm too old and people are out here doing things and I should be doing that last year. You know, it's just a lot to take in and we have to just realize that everything comes from within us. You mm -hmm. can't sit here and say, I just um, spoke with someone about, you know, um, doing things because of someone else's blueprint. So mm -hmm. you have to mm -hmm. make sure you follow your own blueprint and do what makes you happy. Don't do what yeah. makes someone else happy or richer because it may make them richer, but it may make you miserable. You know, yeah. you have to do what makes you happy at the end of the day. Absolutely. And that comes down to like so many things and, and you hit the nail in the head in terms of like, it's, we're in such a high um, information based time mm -hmm. right now that everything that, that comes in is very curated. You know, mm -hmm. you don't know what you don't know. So you might be seeing right. someone's pictures on Instagram and Facebook and all of the things, and you might even look to followers or whatever it is that whatever your measure, whatever your ego's idea of the measure of success mm -hmm. or happiness is going to be like, you could be looking at that and not understanding a lot of what has gone on behind closed doors, right. which could be just a whole lot of time and dedication. That's great. That's mm -hmm. simple. Or it could be the fact that that's not even really even working, or it could be that right. it is, but it's not for you. There's so many little things that go into that. And so the externalization goes back to what we were talking about earlier in terms of you cannot put your happiness on anyone else. And also I think as humans, we put so much stake on happiness. We forget happy is still an emotion right. that is very fleeting. It doesn't last mm -hmm. forever. You're not gonna like all of a sudden do one thing and be happy for the rest of your life. I'm sorry. Oh my god, no. Wanted, but that is I love to talk happen. about that. I feel like we're meant to do so much more than just one thing. It's about contentment and then really finding that centeredness within yourself, no matter what happens. You know, mm -hmm. whatever goes on in your life, you're still strong within yourself and you've got that sense of content, you're then you're good. But yeah, happiness is fleeting. And and you can't it's not going to be a number on the scale. It's not going to be a person by your side. It's not going to be a business. It's not going to be money. Mm -hmm. It's not going to be travel. It's not going to be all these things. A lot of times mm -hmm. those are just either things that we are forcing or things that mm -hmm. we are resisting. Either way, right. you don't want to be at either point of the spectrum. You want to allow. That's a message mm -hmm. that I have been on this week a lot. I don't, it must be something <laughs> that needs to be spoken about in the universe this week because I've, this is like my third interview with this this week and, and I keep talking about allowing. You have to allow, allow, <laughs> allow, allow and stop externalizing, go internal and ask yourself what it is that you need, you know, at the end mm -hmm. of the day. And, uh, and then don't do things just to do them either. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, you have to walk with your purpose. And if you're still trying to find that purpose, you have to constantly work to find that purpose. You can't just sit here and say, you know what, I'm just going to, like, sit here and just wait for it to just fall out of the sky. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You have to uh -huh. consistently search, you know, dig within yourself. It's not necessarily a go on the internet and just search around and say, what is my purpose? It's you have to dig and ask yourself questions like, uh -huh. what is it that truly makes me happy? What is it that 
I've always enjoyed doing and I could like do it days and days and days and days and days without getting tired. Um, mm-hmm. It's a true soul search to find your happiness. You have to really dig within. It is. And I think we need to also realize that like in terms of I work a lot within um, what you could be considering sort of more like the new age terminology, you know, hence the intuitive mm-hmm. healer. But yeah, <laughs> one thing that I see a lot is people who are trying to manifest, but instead of truly attracting things to them, what they're actually doing is by force of like trying to force things or run away from things. Mm -hmm. They're actually catching sort of the energetic attention of other things. And also sometimes we forget we may want X, Y, or Z in our lives, but it doesn't mean it's going to come in one particular way or it's going to look one Mm -hmm. certain way. Sometimes it Mm -hmm. surprises you, man. Like I, it just... I can't express to you enough how important it is to let go of expectations. Once you say, oh, for like me, like to be satisfied, I want to be able to be of service to people. You know, like that's me. That's what I want to do. I want to be able to be of service to women and heal them. But that doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to look the way that I think it needs to look for it to actually be Mm -hmm. successful or to have happened. Also, Mm -hmm. we're so afraid of the idea of rejection. I actually just posted this recently because I just couldn't stop thinking about it. I was like, there's, I think it's important for us to notice that it may seem like rejection, but it's Mm -hmm. redirection. Mm -hmm. You know, listen, I always tell myself this. I am never afraid. I used to be when I was younger. I, don't, I didn't get here just over overnight. I used to be very afraid of rejection. Oh my God, should I apply for this? Should I send this email? Like, should I say this? Um, what if they say no? Listen, the only thing they can say is no. <laughs> it's yeah. really not going to hurt me. And I look at it in the perspective of, you know what? I was going for this when I was really supposed to be going for something bigger. I was supposed to be going for something different, um, something more specific to me, something that I was, I'm looking over here at a blue dress when, you know, red is really my color. Yeah, <laughs> something yeah. like that. So it's just like, listen, everything happens for a reason. Um, I believe that, you know, some things don't happen because you're redirected in your correct positioning, but you do have, I know how you said about manifesting, you have a lot of people manifesting, but not actually putting in the work as well. So it's like, you can be sitting there like, you know what, I'm going to get that million dollars today, you know, but they would just went on the couch and just watching Netflix. I mean, it's, you have to do the work yeah. as well, even if it's just going to the store and buying that lottery ticket. You have yeah, to you put in up. some kind of effort. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You gotta Definitely show up. You've got to show up in every aspect of your life, including Definitely. that side. Because if not, the universe is going to look at you and be like, what are My you doing? What? <laughs> <laughs> what is this? No. <laughs> What have you done to even call me? No. <laughs> right. You, you, you want this, but you just, okay, no, I can't. Now, on to the next. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> next in line, please. All right, come on. Your wishes, please. All right. So if you had one thing to say that would inspire women to just dream without limitation, what would it be? The dream without limitation. Oh, I'd say embrace every little bit of who you are. Don't accept. Acceptance Mm -hmm. is not love. Embrace, Mm -hmm. like fully, truly embrace every little bit of who you are. Awesome. Awesome. I totally agree. You have to love yourself to find your purpose and your passion and your why. So Mm -hmm. 
I love it. Um, thank you so much, Safa, for sharing your story with us here today. I think we could go on and on and on and on yes, and probably. on. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> but I want I do want to give you the space to allow the audience to know if they want to reach you, how they can reach you and follow your journey. Awesome. And thank you so much for having me. I love the interaction. I love to connect with other people and other women who have like their hearts set in the same space. So I love that. It's just so beautiful. Definitely. Um, I love it. I'm, <laughs> I'm here with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you, I leave these conversations feeling so much like more bright. You know what I mean? It just mm -hmm. feels so like vibrationally aligned. Um, like so I have so much on my mind and I was able to get it out. <laughs> exactly. So where you can find me, I do like a visual medium. So I do like mm -hmm. Instagram quite a bit. So you can always follow me there at nourishing underscore paths. That's my company's Instagram, of course. Mm -hmm. And then you can email me info at nourishingpaths.com. Also right now I'm doing something super fun. Uh, I got together with another super powerful woman. Um, she happens to live in the UK, but her name is Jen Angela and she's great at boundary work. So we have come up together with a fantastic boundary work program. So if you're curious about boundaries at all, and if you're curious about what your unique individual, let's call it uh, boundary setting type or style is, then check out my Instagram because we just put up a quiz. It's really quick. It's only a few questions. You can take it, find out exactly what your style is and kind of what that means. And then on September 17th, we have a free workshop about it where we're going to go so far in detail about that. It's just, it's impressive. So I'm really excited about that. So those are the things that, that you're listening and viewers can do to join me <laughs> oh thank you thank you thank you and we'll have all of those links in the description for anyone who would love that information and we just thank you so much again Safa for sharing your story with us you know love these conversations <laughs> love empowering women I just love it all um, until next time thank you guys for tuning in to made to dream I'm your host Maya Chanel and I'll see you next time <laughs>